Today's video is all about all of the relief measures because of COVID if you are an employee. So if you're freaking out, you've lost your job, you think you're going to lose your job, you're struggling financially because of COVID. This is definitely the video for you. If you're an employer, right? You're self-employed, you have a business, that kind of thing. Check out my video last week. You've got all of the relief measures going on for that. But if you're an employee, you're worried about your financial situation. You want to understand all of the various things that are out there for you to check out to help yourself financially, then this is definitely the video for you. So with all that, let's jump in. Hi, my name is James Corsier and welcome to today's podcast. Yes, that is right. We're going to do this really important topic of, yes, again, once again, COVID. It seems to be dominating every news article, media, TV. It is all that people are talking about. You're probably sick of it. I'm a little bit sick of it. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't keep talking about it and work out what we need to do to make sure we both survive, but also thrive during this unprecedented situation. Now, I say unprecedented, this has happened in times before. This is not the first time we've had a pandemic and it won't be the last. But it hasn't happened in this kind of situation, the kind of reaction that we've had, really, you could say ever, but certainly in the last hundred years, right? So people are freaking out. And as a result of that, they're very uncertain. They don't know how to deal with it. Because if you've never had to deal with something in your lifetime, maybe even your parents' lifetime, you don't then have something to learn from. And that can be very unsettling for people. For the majority of people, their number one need is certainty. And COVID is throwing that into a, a disarray. So what I'm trying to do in this video and many of the other videos that I cut brought out previously and I will be keep doing this until we get more certainty and to give you more confidence both generally in yourself but also in your financial situation. So let's get into today's video. If you're an employee or were an employee before all of the craziness happened with COVID, then what is out there that you can access to help your financial situation? Now, first one is that, and this is a big one, a lot of people are looking at this kind of stuff around, you know, talking about the furlough stuff, but payment holidays around your mortgage. So if you're paying a mortgage without affecting your credit rating, you can apply for a three month holiday at least maybe extended depending on how long this lockdown goes on for. But that is a huge relief because people's mortgage payments are usually one of, if not their biggest expense. So that can be a massive benefit to cash flow. Now, bear in mind, this mortgage holiday doesn't mean that you just never have to pay that. It just means the debt that you didn't end up paying over those three months, you'll still end up paying, but after that payment holiday, stops. So it'll either be an increase in your monthly payment when you do start or an extension in the term of your mortgage. Okay. But so that's huge. And I would say, you know, if, if, if you're at all worried about your financial situation, definitely do that. It's a no brainer. There's no credit rating impact. 
and it's a and it's a big chunk of money. You might be thinking, yeah, but I don't have a mortgage. I got to pay my rent. You know that that doesn't um, that's that's a a bias towards people that own a property and are paying mortgage, but it isn't. And the reason it isn't is because any person who owns a property, even to rent to other people, can apply for a mortgage holiday. Now, for people renting it to other people, right, basically like an investment, then if they apply for a mortgage holiday, the intention is for it to be passed on to the person, the tenant. So if you're renting, what you can do is you can go speak to your landlord who is renting the property to you and say, look, I'm in financial situation. Please, can I get some help? Right now, they aren't obliged to allow you to stop paying rent or defer your rent. Right. But most people, given this situation, are being really accommodating. So my biggest advice would be speak to a landlord as quickly as possible. Understand your situation, how much of a financial risk you are and explain to them honestly and say, ask them specifically what you would like support in. Right now, if you go to your landlord and say, I don't want to pay rent for the next three months because of COVID, but you still are working, you're still getting paid or you're still getting the furlough, right, then it would be hard to make that case and because they don't just have to do it then I don't think it's reasonable you should be pushing for that okay so just think be reasonable have an honest conversation and work through it the vast majority of people are being very supportive given what's going on if under the unlikely situation they're not being supportive and you're in financial difficulty and you're struggling the key thing is the government have specifically said for the next three months you cannot be evicted so no, the whole process has been put on hold. And so even if you're struggling to pay rent and they're forcing you uh, to pay that rent, know that over the next three months, you cannot be evicted, okay? Now, there's a big question mark over what happens when you get to the end of that. Do you, you know, are you suddenly gonna be forced to be uh, evicted at the end of it? Well, potentially, I think technically at the moment, that is the case. But I don't think the government will just allow that, all right? There will be relief measures, tapering measures at the end, I think, to help people in those situations. But be mindful, all right? Don't just think you can get away with paying for three months and it will all go away, all right? Look to work on your situation so that within those three months, you can get your situation back in a place where you can start to pay rent and ideally pay that rent that you'd been owed, that you owed over the last three months. But again, for the vast majority of people, you should be fine either because you're working from home, still getting paid, or you're on furlough. So you're still getting 80% of your pay anyway through the government, okay? So you can't just go to your uh, landlord again and just say, I'm not paying rent. Other people, right, who are an employee and they're actually renting to other people, right, as a side little business, might be a second home, then again, that applies to you, right? You can apply for a mortgage holiday, but be mindful that the point of it is to provide relief to your tenants, okay? So again, I would urge you, open a dialogue with those people, understand the situation and help them. It's not about blanket saying no, or blanket saying yes, I'll help. It's about saying, what's your situation? How can I help, right? That is the main objective, generally, around what's going on COVID. Okay, it's not just about you, 
and your situation financially. It's also about the other people that are impacted by you. All right, so that's mortgages and rents, so property related. The next big area is this crazy word that a lot of people didn't even know about before COVID hit, and that's furlough. So furlough just means it's basically like putting your work on hold, still getting paid, but putting your work on hold. And the kind of official title that the government is has brought out around this to support employees is called the Coronavirus Job Retention Scheme. And the main objective for this, right, is so that employers who are employing you can effectively stop paying you or pay you a reduced amount for a temporary period of time because of the impact of COVID, while still being able to bring you back into work very quickly when all of this resolves. And the main reason for this is because the government is extremely scared that the COVID impact will flow into a full-blown recession. Now, the vast majority of economists and experts in this area are pretty confident that we will get a recession as a result of COVID. But the question is, to what extent? How deep will this recession be? Because if this plays out for six months, a year, plays out even longer, it deepens, we could go into a depression, and that is very scary. For us as a country, say the UK, or globally, big, big danger. And I'd always be mindful of that. In everything you're doing, I wouldn't, you know, see it for what it is, not less or not more. So be mindful that that is a serious risk. So don't go crazy and think the world's going to end, but also be mindful in what you're planning around your job and so on, your financial situation, that there's a serious risk this will play out for a number of years, okay? So, you know, a good phrase I always go by, if you're worried, you don't need to worry. And if you don't worry, you need to be worrying, right? So effectively, a small amount of worry you know, around what's going to happen for you so that you deal with that, you navigate it, you put mitigations in place to manage your risk is absolutely a healthy thing to do. It's when it gets too extreme in either way, people get into issues. All right, so the coronavirus job retention scheme. But before I go into that, guys, if you've been enjoying this video or my previous videos, please do like, let me know in the comments section if you want me to go into other areas in more detail let me know that too. Guys, if you want to see my videos each week, which I bring out across all social media platforms, subscribe uh, so you get access to those too. And guys, anyone else you think you're in a difficult situation because of coronavirus, wanting support, wanting a bit more clarity, again, please do share it so that they get access to this content too. All right, so coronavirus job retention scheme. So firstly, it's for employees. Right? So you need, to be, you need to be working for a company as part of this. The idea is it's a, it's a pause on your job in a safe way. You get up to 80% of what you would be typically paid, maximum of £2,500 a month. Okay? The employer can top it up to 100%, but a lot of companies aren't doing that because they're really struggling cash flow-wise as a result as a result of COVID. So if they're having to put you on furlough, then that means that obviously you're struggling because of COVID, right? So 
I wouldn't worry too much if they're not able to add that payment on. But if they do, you don't need to worry. That's not going to impact uh, the money that, that you're going to get paid through the government. The other thing to mention is, you know, don't worry that if, if companies look like they're finding ways to, uh, to, to provide this scheme to you, to put you on furlough, it's not about loopholes to get around it, right? This is a blanket scheme. The idea uh, of this approach is that it's, it's being passed on to as many people as possible, right? The, 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 the main objective for the government is so that, you know, the vast majority of people, in fact, everybody is financially supported through COVID. So if an employer can't pay you temporarily because of COVID, want to make sure you're still getting paid you're still getting money given what's going on all right so that's the default position of the government okay so again because of that trust that there will be something for you to be able to access for you to get through this right may not be your first option may not be the ideal option but there will be something but it's about proactively looking for that don't just assume it's going to come for you all right just some dates so it's backdated all the way to first of march and it will be paid sometime before April, okay? So this is super new. People are trying to get this out as quickly as possible, but understandably think how much is being brought out as a result of COVID very fast. So they're working fast, but bear in mind, it's a government organization trying to do all of this. Another thing to be bear in mind, right, is it's like normal pay. So, you know, on that money that you're receiving, you're still gonna pay income tax you're still going to pay your national insurance contributions right if you were doing a pension scheme as part of your employer they will it will still pay your uh, minimum pension amount that's being matched by your company and that will be on top of the kind of 80 percent of what you are being paid you know as a result of your base You'll still get sick pay, maternity pay, redundancy payments. You know, you're still technically kind of employed through your employer, right? This isn't some like, you know, you've been fired and then being rehired in three months, right? So kind of imagine it like that. You're still getting that, that formal support of, of being an employee. You can technically work elsewhere, right? So if you can go, you can still get paid this. And then if you've been furloughed for three months, go support and do another job for those three months. But if your contract says you can't, then that is where you need to be careful, okay? Because if you go off and try and do some other work and that causes an issue for your current employer and they find out, then you could be in a difficult situation. So if you're worried about that, check your contract, maybe speak to your employer um, before you go out and, and do something risky. Another big one, right? And there's a bit, a bit of a worry around this. You know, for those unlucky people that just before the whole COVID thing happened, you resigned because you got another cool job, but that job you lost because of COVID, right? Because they're obviously they're freaking out and thinking, well, I don't want to hire this new person on, train them, take on that expense when I don't know what's going to play out for the next few months. Well, then what you can do is you can go back to your original employer, be employed, and then go on to furlough. Okay, so a big, big benefit. But the big caveat with that is that it's the employer's decision. The employer has to decide whether they want to hire you back, right? So for those next three months, you know, they can put you on furlough and not have to pay you and you'll still get paid through the government. But 
you know, after this furlough finishes, you will still be an employee with them, right? So there is a kind of a longevity risk on that. They may not still want that. So, you know, don't just assume they have to. Build that dialogue with your previous company, explain your situation that would massively help you and just communicate through it and, and um, you know, even support, take the proactive approach around reaching out to the government and making sure this applies to you so that it reduces their concerns or uncertainty around that. All right. Last thing I'll say, right, is, you know, I've seen a lot of people as a result of this either freak out, they're like, oh no, you know, I've lost my job or I'm scared I'm going to lose a job and they're going crazy, right? Bear in mind, this is temporary. And if you add, if you, if you're somebody adds value in this world, you know, you will always, there will always be money out there for you to obtain either for your current job or another job out there but again it's about you being assertive proactive around finding those opportunities and getting them okay so don't just assume you're going to be okay but equally don't just freak out and think there's no way you're going to be able to make money going forward as a result of this all right so equally don't just assume that you can just kind of go on furlough for three months and then you'll have a job at the end of it and it's like a three-month holiday right if you take that approach then you're playing dangerously bear in mind when this finishes then yes we might go back to normal in three months but you know we'll never be going back to full normal it might be at a much reduced level almost certainly it will so there might still be redundancies they might actually fire you permanently you might, this might play out even longer. So if you go back and you're not really adding value and you've kind of taken the mick through this process, then there are serious risks that you will lose your job more permanently. And bear in mind the relief measures that are being provided around all of this cover COVID impacted people. If you lose your job because you're just not doing a good job then all of this doesn't cover you okay so if you're being worked out because of performance issues for example it doesn't cover you right so don't just think you can get away with doing nothing as a result of this now I'm sure that's not you but always worth just being mindful especially when you know you go home you're working from home you know you might not have to do very much you might be someone that's not been furloughed but you're at home still working, but the amount of work you're having to do is much less, right? Or you're distracted by other things, kids at home and stuff. Again, I know there's a lot of change here, but always remember, how am I adding value in this world to my employer, to other people and so on? And as long as you're doing that and you're consistently doing that above what's expected, you will still be well remunerated and well regarded in this life. But again, if we take the kind of easy road around this stuff, then that's when we're at risk, right? So remember, this is temporary, yes. But when we come back, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Absolutely, a lot of people may not go back to a job, right? They may be laid off permanently. And I don't want that to be one of you. All right. Next area, statutory sick pay. So they've made the rules a lot easier around this, you know, um, you know, so you can get paid, for example, for day one if it's COVID impact. So key things here are if you can't work because you're having to self-isolate or you're ill, you get statutory sick pay from day one. Still get the sick leave, still get the sick pay. 
if you're self-isolating, you can work from home. I mean, most people should be working from home anyway. If you're a key worker or you have to go into work as a result of your job, then for self-isolating, you might have to work from home and that might mean that you therefore can't work and then you can get sick pay even though you're not technically sick. Statutory sick pay amount is £94.25 per week. So it's not much, it's pretty low, but you know, a lot of other companies out there pay more, right? Because of their, because they're looking to provide a, a, a more comprehensive service around that. So check with your employer how much it is. It might be more. You need to earn at least 118 pounds a week to get the 94, 25 a week. So be mindful of that. It uh, is backdated from the 13th of March, right? It's not from kind of where we are now. So late March, early April. And that is effectively it, all right? The other thing I'll say here is because of what's going on with COVID, everybody is trying to be supportive. So the majority of companies are looking to flex their normal policies. So for example, sick pay, childcare pay, things like that, you know, they're making it much more flexible. So if you're in a situation worried about it uh, as a result of being sick or self-isolating, just talk to your employer, explain the situation, and they will look to try and help. They're not gonna just do whatever you ask, but again, it's just, you know, with stuff like this, it's about opening a dialogue, opening a form of communication and just saying, look, this is my situation. Um, this is what I'd like uh, as, as help to get me through this. Is that okay? If not, what would you suggest? Okay, that is the best way to navigate these things. All right, next area, childcare. So some key things here, all schools, nurseries, childcare providers closed, right? It's full, full lockdown, but and I think you probably know this already, if you're a key worker, you can still access, access these facilities. So they're still open for children of key workers. And that is so that those key workers can carry on working, keep the economy going and support the COVID impact. So you can take time off because of having to support your children un, under an unexpected event. You know, so you can call COVID the impact of COVID as a result of that. But some some kind of key things to be mindful of. One, it's, it's a reasonable time frame. So you can't just say, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just not gonna work for the next three months because um, I've got children and I'm impacted by COVID, right? And I can't take them to school. You know, it's on you to, to be flexible, to make sure you're not abusing that, right? Otherwise you can't rely on it. The other thing is you can't be paid for taking that so if you decide not to work because you've got to sort out your children as a result of the impact of covid and then and they're not at school you can't just still be paid for that you can't be fired as a result of that but you can't just demand being paid anyway so the vast majority of people that are still working through this what they're doing is they're working from home they're homeschooling their kids while working now that is difficult it's tough a lot of people are moaning about it but that is the situation for most people with kids and you know it's okay and there'll be a lot of support stuff out there you know through the internet uh through kind of tv and stuff so access that understand how other people are dealing with that um and 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 kind of learn from other people now i don't have kids so i'm definitely not 
the master in that area but again reach out to other people other other people that you know there is this situation and kind of share tips and techniques to kind of get through this right there's definitely a way and many most companies are very supportive around that because they know most people who have kids are in this situation having to manage it so flexible working is a big big one right last area kind of what i do i kind of kind of catch-all so all the other little random things are out there so the first thing to bear in mind is the government wants to make sure that everybody is not financially screwed over as a result of covid because they do not want the covid impact to knock over the economy so we can't kind of pick back up when this lockdown finishes right so that's the thing to bear in mind. So if you're in financial struggles, there should be stuff out there for you to access, okay? It's just keep looking. So watch this video, watch the previous video if you're self-employed, check out online, you know, there's always, there'll always be something, okay? Now, if you're a business and, you know, you're losing a huge amount of money, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna just be guaranteed to be okay, right? There'll be financial support, it might be a small amount, but don't just assume, don't just expect that you're just gonna be sorted through this, right? That is the other thing I wanna kinda of say. All right, little things. Holiday, because of many companies asking people to work through this difficult time, you can carry that over now for two years and, and still be able to use it, okay? So that's a nice little bonus if you're worried about having to kinda of take holiday for the sake of it. Next one, you know, small little thing, but. There is technically a thing where if you work from home, you can get a tax credit of up to six pounds per week uh, for effectively covering increased costs at home as a result of working from home. So that's like, you know, increased electricity bill, having to have stuff at home to work through, like office chair and desk and things like that. So it's just a tax credit. It doesn't mean you just get that as a benefit. So there's two ways you can do it. Either your employer can give it to you and they don't have to pay the tax on it, or you don't. Or you can just apply to the government to get that as a tax deduction. So, you, so, you know, if you're on a basic rate taxpayer, six pounds per week times 20%, £1.20. So not a huge amount, you know, it's just over 50 quid a year, but it's a, it's something. And, it, you know, if you're in a financial difficulty, uh, it's a nice little uh, addition. Next one is just kind of like if you have financial commitments, so debts, loans, overdrafts, things like that. A big thing government is saying is two financial institutions do not screw people over as a result of COVID, okay? So if you're struggling with making payments, okay, then my biggest advice would be get on the phone to them and explain and see what is out there for you to access. So the thing to bear in mind though is if you do this, you may be impacted on your credit rating. Now, a lot of financial organizations are saying they won't, you know, they're being, being nice about it and saying, we're not gonna hit your credit rating, we're not gonna inform the credit agencies as a result of that, okay? But if you don't, if you just stop paying, then almost certainly your credit rating will be impacted. So the best way is talk to them, explain, and look to get temporary support, okay? And again, make sure it's within reason to what your situation is. Don't just not pay for three months because you'll then have to usually pay that when you start again. And if your financial situation has not really changed, 
then that could get you into financial difficulties more into the future. Okay, so the best thing to do is call them and explain and look to see what the options are. The, the telephone lines for all these financial institutions are crazy, right? So you might be on the phone waiting for like an hour, two hours to get through, but definitely persevere and stay on the phone because, you know, that is the main focus for these financial institutions at the moment, right? So it's definitely support. You just make sure you need to take ownership of calling and doing that. And only do it if you really need to, right? Because again, you know, you might be putting yourself in more financial pressure in the future when all of this calms down. All right. So the next thing I want to kind of, kind of cover, and I'll conclude on this, and I picked it up a little bit earlier in the video, is one, given this temporary situation, what can you do to take advantage of the situation to make the most of it, and not just try and survive and make sure you're, you know, you're okay? So first thing is, you've got a job. If you're an employee, you've got a job, right? And you might just think you're, you're working certain amount of hours for your company and they pay you, right? So it's kind of time for money. And it may seem like that, but in reality, what you're being paid for is the value you're adding. It just so happens it takes that much time to add that much value, okay? So as a result of COVID, the amount of money that these companies may have to pay for value might be lower. The way in which those companies are able to add value in the market may change or may drastically reduce. The value that you're doing in terms of what you're doing for the company may change. It may be lower, it may be more, it may be higher. So think about that. Think, as a result of COVID, what I'm doing for this company is the value I'm providing increasing, decreasing? Is it a risk of changing, being redundant? And then think, well, what can I do differently to make sure I'm adding more value? And the reason why this is so powerful is because one, it massively reduces the risk of you losing your job in the long term as a result of COVID. It also improves your uh, chances of getting paid more or having better opportunities or responsibilities as a result of COVID. Some areas are doing really, really well at the moment because they're directly supported, supporting the COVID response, okay? And again, you know, that is a general, really great way to think. How can I add more value, all right? Because the key thing here is that, yes, the COVID lockdown will be temporary. Might be three months, might be four months, might be six months, but it will ultimately end. But there are serious concerns that this might play out in some degree for 18 months, two years, if we have to keep doing this until we get a vaccine, right? Now, people don't know the situation may change. But that is certainly one scenario that could play out. Another scenario is that the financial impact on the economy, the markets are so bad that it will take us years, maybe even a decade to recover from this. Huge swathes of jobs may be lost and one of those jobs might be yours. So don't just think about the temporary, think about the longer term and think, what can you do now to mean that you don't just survive now, but in the longer term, but also thrive, that you're making the most of it. So if you're in a current area where you're thinking, man, in the next few years, my job's not that useful, 
Well, think about other areas. Do you want to be moving into other areas like logistics, for example, uh, the healthcare sector, where there's a huge, huge need for additional people, right? Could you retrain? Could you leverage old skills that you do? Is this the time for you to pick up that passion or hobby that you really want to pursue? Again, relinks in with all of the time a lot of people have now got. If you're working from home, you can't go out, you can't celebrate. You've got people are now access to a lot of time sitting at home. And so think, with that time, what can I do with it? Do I want to be using that time just to kind of wait for things to go back and just kind of watch Netflix and stuff? Or do I want to use that time to to reskill, to improve my skills, to mean that I'm able to add more value now and in the future as a result of COVID, all right? So I'll leave it there, some food for thought. Hope you enjoyed this video uh, as much as I did giving it to you guys. I hope you have an awesome week. You stay safe, you stay financially strong through all of what's going on. And I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.